Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is November 30th, 2020. Is it one of those we go, can you believe it's November 30th? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can, is your mic on? Oh, yeah, there, oh, there we go. Try that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, it is. It's so weird that tomorrow is December and I mean, you just look at the numbers and the numbers are skyrocketing and I mean, I went out with a friend tonight for dinner, and we were just talking about everything going on in the world. Look, I'll just tell you, and it's a couple of days after Thanksgiving. Man, I think for a lot of us, we should really take pause and be incredibly thankful for where we are. We talked about it, Dave, last Wednesday. There were so many friends that I think the last couple of days have been really tough for. And so for me to be able to spend it with family, and to hang out and have a nice dinner on Thursday and then a couple of fun days. Man, I, I don't know. I just find maybe it's just the age we're getting to. But I find that I have a much deeper appreciation for things than I maybe have ever had. And I'm 100% fine with it. You know, so here we are with the holidays and Thanksgiving. We talked about before how it was going to be different. Yeah. You know, so many people, obviously, with what's going on, not only with the election and with COVID, and do you know somebody that's COVID? Do you know mm-hmm. someone who has died? It is um, so strange this year. I mean, think about a year a year ago now. If you were to yeah. walk out of your house and see everybody wearing a mask, you'd go, what the fuck happened? Like, right. What's wrong yeah. with it? Because if you saw one guy a year ago wearing a mask, you go, what's his fucking problem? Yeah, right? what's he doing? <laughs> what's he doing? What's his bitch? But it, and then you, you get into, it, it's funny, I don't know how many people have this discussion about how serious people are. And we, we kind of yep. touched on that a little bit as well. My, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, who are in their 70s, um, came yeah. to stay with us over Thanksgiving. They He's a former captain, and they are, they're able to fly for free. and. Mm. Haven't seen us in a year, and they said, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna go for it and come out to San Diego." I know that's one of those things like you aren't supposed to travel, but if you look at the airports, people are traveling. But it was small for us, as we mentioned. Did you have any but, hesitation about them coming out? Uh, a little bit. I'll be yeah. honest, they're coming asthmatic. I mean, I do have yeah. an underlying condition, so yeah, yeah, a, a little bit. I, I was, but the deal was, my sister in law doesn't believe it's a big deal. She's oh one of those gosh. who will wear a mask, and that's okay. what I was kind of getting to. Will wear a mask, but then thinks everybody's foolish at the same time. And then I talked to my mother, and I said, how was Thanksgiving? Because they did theirs outside in Nashville. She said, it was fucking cold. I didn't have a great time. Wow. And then she went on to tell me that her best friend's husband is dying from COVID. He'll, oh, he'll, he'll die this week. That's about the sixth person that I kind of know that it has died. And so when I asked people... One, have you had it? Do you know someone? Everybody knows somebody by now that, yeah, sure. that, that has tested positive for it. Um, but as far as death goes, you know, you're lucky if you don't know anybody. And, <laughs> and I know there's a lot of fucking Newsoms going around, and, and I'm not defending Newsom, but I will say this. Hell, I'm alive right now. You're alive right now. And, yeah. and when I see these numbers that go up every single day about deaths and to discount that someone lost a family member bothers me too. So I, I don't know where the severity level is. On, I wear a mask. I, mean, I, yeah. I try not to go out a lot. Yep. Um, I don't share my feelings except right here. I don't tell anyone else what to do. But no, at the same not. time, it does irritate me when people go, it's a fucking hoax still. Oh, boy. The anti-maskers. Ice-T, you know, the rapper yeah, sure. on Law & Order, he yesterday put something out on Twitter saying his father-in-law was a huge anti-masker. Oh, I saw that. You saw that? I saw that. And now he's dying too. Yeah. It's funny, Dave. I was trying to think of who I was sharing that story with a few people today, 
and I couldn't remember who it was. That's exactly who I saw. And it was, yeah, he didn't believe it. And look, man, I, I know there's part of us that go, well, you get what you deserve, right? Man, I don't even want to be that guy right no. now. I just, I just want us to get through it and, and be cool. And I'm a big, I mean, we say it all the time. I'm a karma guy. So I, I don't celebrate anybody that's mad about the election, right? There's, I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Your guy lost, but I hope you're cool and I hope your family's cool and then yeah, that guy saw that. You go, God, I, I just, before I came in, I always mention a real good, very close friend of mine's a doctor, and she's in Canada. She goes, where are you at on COVID? And I said, she and I, it's a pretty fun relationship, but she said to me, I think it was in March, it was at Mission Bay, and we were like, yeah, we'll social distance, right? We'll kind of stay this way, but... I didn't really worry about a mask or anything. And again, remember when this was, I was home from Colorado for a couple of weeks. And I just remember, I was telling her tonight, I just remembered her tone changing. And she said, look, I need you to take this serious. Like, I really need you to take, and I don't know, I think for all of us, Dave, you can you can think about different benchmarks in your life. Yeah. I was just saying to her, I go, you've never, as much as we talk, you've never talked at that level. And I was like, all right. Uh, it's a pretty educated point of view. And so since that point, um, mask everywhere, hand sanitizer, wash your hands, be careful in what you choose to do. Yeah. But we're in Coronado yesterday. We're in Coronado. Uh, in Coronado. My kids are running around. They're goofing around. I said, hey, I'm going to walk down the street and grab us a couple of sandwiches. So I mask up and I'm walking down. God damn it. You just, there's so many people that you see that don't care. Won't wear a mask. Huh? No mask wow. and just strolling. And you're like, we're never fucking getting out of this thing. We're just not because it's such a bullshit entitlement point of view. And look, you can blame it on Trump. But I, I just blame those people. I'm like, they're not puppets. Like whoever told them, they're the one who ultimately decided and I'm sorry, I look at people with the mask, it feels like they're wearing the scarlet letter, doesn't it? Yeah. You look at them like, what a bunch of fucking assholes. But I just get over to the other side of the street. I respect the people in the stores that are trying to pay the bills and take care of everybody. So, yeah, knock on wood. But shit like that picture, Dave, that scares the yeah. hell out of you. Yeah, absolutely. It's um it, again. It has been a very strange year. Yeah, you know, I was kind of teasing when I said, uh, "Can you believe it's November 30th? There's always that asshole in the office that will. Yeah. Paul, can you believe it's Monday? Can you believe it's almost the week? Yeah, I can fucking believe it. Yeah, because like yesterday was Sunday yeah. and today is Monday. <laughs> you just want to go? Hey, don't come to me with that bullshit conversation. But I'm guilty of it in the sense that I do this all the time, right? Like you look ahead and. Four weeks from tonight, we'll be here, and uh, and Christmas will be over. It'll be our show after Christmas. Yeah. And you go, all right, well, fascinating, right? <laughs> but what I do to my sons is I look forward, and then I look backward, or vice versa. Four weeks ago today was their birthday. Yeah. And we had gone out. We went to lunch. We went miniature golfing. We, did, we watched a movie that night. And Dave, that feels like 10 days ago. So I probably make my sons insane doing that because 
they're with me pretty much all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I and then I got to drop them off, and Sunday nights suck. And uh, but now we do a podcast Monday. I see them Tuesday. We do a podcast Wednesday, and then uh, before you know it, it's Friday, so yeah. the week flies by. But yeah, I do that shit all the time. Where I'll say to them. God damn, it feels like 10 minutes ago I was bummed about it being Sunday night, and here we are back on a Thursday night. So, yeah, time is flying by. It just feels like it's going so fast in such a weird year. I don't, I don't understand how it works. You know, a couple things I think about when I, I look at this year is, one, how crazy it sounded when the president said, we'll all be in church by Easter. Easter. That yep. was insane. And here we are after Thanksgiving, and we're seeing the numbers go through the roof. And then I think, go from there thinking, if this guy would have just taken it seriously. Yeah. He runs away with the win in the election. Yeah. Instead, he's not a month after the election, still claiming fraud when his lawyers won't stand next to him on the fraud charges. And I'm like, dude, you had this thing won. You were set for another four years. Yeah. All you had to do is say, hey. Just be the man. Be the leader. We're the United States of America. We're going to get through this. And it's been tough times for the entire world, but we're going to lead the charge. Boom. You're, you're president for another four fucking years. God damn. It, uh, I was saying, uh, somebody was saying to me, he's the worst president of all time. I go, well, unless you were alive for all of them, right? I, how the hell do I know what James Madison did, right? Or Buchanan or any Andrew Johnson, that little shrimp. Uh, <laughs> but I was saying to these friends of mine, I go, you know, I remember, I remember Jimmy Carter just being... Jimmy Carter just to me seemed like such a wimp. And you can say, well, hang on. He brought Egypt and Israel together with the uh, Anwar Sadat, Menachem Begin. They went to Camp David. They got, I go, okay, that's really great. I told him, he was like, hey, fuck you. Fuck you, you little peanut farmer. And remember, he tried to do the rescue and that didn't work out. And then what an ultimate kick in the nuts. His brothers drinking Billy beer all the time. And uh, and I'll never forget, I had a broken foot, and I was going to get the cast taken off. It was the day that Ronald Reagan was being sworn in. And son of a bitch, if Orion didn't say on that day, this fucking cowboy coming in is crazy, let those guys go because they didn't know what Reagan would do. But they knew he was going to have a much different approach than Carter. And isn't it ironic that on the day he's getting sworn in that those hostages, after how many days, were finally let go? It's going to be uh, a little bit like the, the timing of the COVID vaccine, it sounds yeah. like, right? <clears throat> Almost yeah. for the time that Biden gets sworn in is when we probably will have our first vaccine to Germany. And then we hopefully we'll have in the United States by March, where, of course, the first uh, responders will get it first, but everyday yeah. guys like you and me will have an idea if, uh, if it's worth taking. Everyone's like, I don't want to get in line. Well, guess what? You don't have to worry about it because the people in Germany are going to be your guinea pigs. Yeah. And they're, they're, I mean, they're dying to take it, literally dying to take it. And they want to be able to say, hey, let's see what happens. We're going to watch for a couple months to see what this vaccine does. Yeah. So I, I think the fear factor kind of disappears. But I'm watching Geraldo saying, hey, you know what? They need to name the vaccine <laughs> after Trump. I'm like, get in your fucking mind. Geraldo. What happened to Geraldo? What happened to Giuliani? What happened to a bunch of them, man? I have no idea. I like Geraldo when he was getting in fights with skinheads. <laughs> kicked out of him? Yeah, wanted to fight Charles Manson. Where Manson's like, I could shank you. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. <laughs> and then he uh, 
He like celebrity boxed somebody and they beat the shit out of him. I can't remember who it was. Somebody beat him up. The whole thing. But look, I, I watched a really good thing on CBS Sunday morning and they were talking about the vaccine coming in. They were talking about talking to the guy from Pfizer and, and a couple of doctors. And they said what happened is, yeah, a lot of people are going to get this vaccine early and they're going to go. But for all of us, when it's going on, you're still going to have to mask up. You're still going to have to yeah. socially distance because life's not going to try to get back to normal until the numbers go down. And all you got to do is follow Carlo Cicchetto or anybody else on Twitter and you just see the numbers are going like crazy. So until that shit calms down, vaccine or no vaccine, it, it's going to be longer. Like I, I wonder, Dave, we all looked ahead to 2021 and said, hey, that's really the time when we can get back to normal. Shit, man, I wonder if it's 2022. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll man, see. I tell you, we, we say this all the time. I feel terrible for, for the kids, you know, the ones mm. that – are missing out on socializing, the ones yeah. with their friends and their grades. And I'll, I always ask parents to go, how are your kids doing? Insane. And then some have told me their kids have been straight A students to all of a sudden getting C's and D's. Just cannot do the whole Zoom thing every day. It's well, hard to stay stay focused on what they're trying to learn. Mine have gone the opposite way, and I tell them all the time, you're poor fucking teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> and they're like, no, Dad, I'm doing great. I got you know, four B's, three A's, five A's, two B's. You know, how many goddamn kids are in that class? How how small is that screen that your teacher's looking at where you're getting five A's? I'm like, that guy is the epitome. He's Duke in uh, Rocky Four. He is just throwing the towel in. I'm like, five A's. I go, all right, all right. Right, Stephen Hawking, you're going to goddamn Helix next year. And hopefully at some point, I mean, they have such a great middle school. It sucks. Yeah, it La, does suck. La Mesa Arts Academy is so cool, and they offer so many great programs. Like, it would really be a learning experience, and they can't go. And, yeah, you're right. I, it's just, it's definitely, it's definitely had an impact on them. No question. I was telling a kid today who was a senior, I said, hey, just think in 10 years you can do a Zoom 10-year reunion. <laughs> Just have all you guys sit around the way you see here actually right? God dang. That's the thing. So, like, counting down to Christmas and, and all of those things. Like, we're going out. The one thing that we said that we're going to try to do is starting Friday night, every Friday night we're going to go to a different neighborhood and see the lights. Okay. And because I just said to their mom, and she's – all in on that. I go, look, man, we got to try to do something. Shake it out a little bit. She goes, no, we're in. So it's going to be me, her, our two sons, and their dog. Cool. And the dog the dog just rolls with us everywhere now. And uh, I don't know where we're going to go. If anybody knows, like I know Claremont or Chula Vista or Rancho Bernardo, right? There's a yeah. handful of neighborhoods. You only need a few, what, four weeks of it. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's yeah. up and running by this Friday already. Chula Vista always has Candy Cane Lane, which is yeah. ridiculous. But I, I don't know. So if anybody, if you're like, hey, man, I know this neighborhood or that neighborhood. Yeah. By a week from Friday, everybody will be in, in full force. But, I mean, that used to be, Dave, where you would walk around. That yeah. neighborhood in Claremont or down here. Families would walk and be pushing strollers. Boy, I don't know if that's no. the case anymore. No, you're, I don't think you're 
you're going that route. Hey, yeah, just curious. Thanksgiving wise, we, we're for me. I thought it was cool. We had Jack in here last Wednesday. Yeah, the day before Thanksgiving. You've made an effort though since this divorce that you spend time with with your kids on the holidays. I mean, it, oh, yeah. you're, it's good that you're still invited, but yeah. you know what I mean. It, for the fact, if you weren't around, if you told your kids, "Hey, this year I'm not doing Thanksgiving with you," would they be bummed out? Oh, they, big time! They have to appreciate the fact that you big guys time. pull it together for the holidays. Dan Williams sent me the, <laughs> an article today, and it was early this morning. He sent me an article, and he goes, "Hey, I, I think this is an interesting read for you." which is when you're doing your taxes um, and going through a divorce, like who can claim, right, the the property? And I laughed. I go, well, I don't know what it says about me or her, both of us, but I go, we filed jointly. Like we've filed jointly every year since, and it's been simple, and our refund comes, and it just goes in an account for either braces or their college fund because luckily neither one of us need the money right now. And uh, he goes, shit, you're incredibly fortunate to be in that. Yeah, it's just, she. listen, I, There, there's a bunch of different things, and I've said it here. Who I am today and who I was when we split up are two different guys. And if I was the guy I am tonight that I yep. was uh, in 2017, if I was this version, we're probably still together. Um, but unfortunately, you know, just too, too much had happened. But she and I get along great. I mean, we're we're talking and texting, and um, and it was funny. I said something to her the other day. I said something like uh, something about being divorced or this and that. She's like, "Well, technically, we're still married." And I go, "Well, shit, that means you owe me three anniversary dinners." <laughs> I thought you could go in a different direction. <laughs> no, no, no. My kids are right there. And uh, and she's like, you know what? I probably owe you two, and you probably owe me one. So we're going to dinner. Oh, that's funny. But it's just the relationship's cool, and it and the thing is, in a really difficult time, the relationship between me and her in front of our sons is really strong and really good, and that's the most important thing. So yeah, it's cool. That's good. My sister calls me from uh, Nashville on Thanksgiving Day because I know my sister's going to have my mom. Yeah, and uh, thank goodness. You know what I mean. It's, yeah. it's one of those where as she gets older. Me and my mother, she man, she is short tempered. Oh boy! And my sister is calm as can be with her. And my sister was nice enough to say, "You're doing dinner with us. It's going to be about five people. It's downtown. The whole deal." Well, my mom's in a group text. All right. Okay. She obviously group texts make a lot of people nervous because you're sure. thinking there's someone in here, especially if they're older. Yeah, going, or a number you don't recognize. They're going to say something they probably shouldn't say. Yeah. So I get a message. Call me back, mom being mom. Ah! And I'm like, shit. <laughs> what happened? She yeah. goes, mom's in this group text, and the message is, I'm bringing over uh, stuffing. Can I heat it up when I get to your house, or do I need to have it heated when I get there? That's what's written. And my mom writes back, are you talking to me? And my sister calls my mom and goes, mom, this is a group text. Of course yeah. she's not talking to you. It's not at your house. Yeah. Well, I'm sick and fucking <laughs> I'm sick and fucking tired of fucking getting out of the shower <laughs> and checking my phone. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, she's not a surgeon. Right. What the fuck's she dumping out of the shower for? Just finish your fucking shower. What could be so fucking important you got to turn the water off to go look at your fucking phone? <laughs> to find out if you don't need to bring the stuffing. Jesus. And then she's like, 
mom, just pull yourself out the group text. And then my mom, of course, doesn't do that. She has to type back, I don't know who this is, but take me out of this fucking group text. Can't even say it nice. And my mom, sister calls back. Mom, it doesn't work that way. You got to take yourself out of the text. Yeah. And then she goes, you know what? You and your brother, because we bought her a brand new iPhone for her birthday in October. Oh, oh. You and your brother could take this fucking phone and shove it right up your asses. And she goes, mom, you want us to take turns shoving the phone up our asses? It's one phone, two asses. Shut the fuck up. Click. And now I get the call from 2,000 miles away. And I'm like, she's so fucking angry. It's Thanksgiving. Someone's God. inviting you over. Calm the yeah. fuck down. You aren't by yourself. God dang, dude. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Why, why, that's why, a, why so mean? That's it. Like, <laughs> like we're, yeah, I'm just, for Thanksgiving, it was. Have you ever jumped out of the shower because you heard a text come God, through? no. <laughs> Even no. text. Well, when you're driving, we always get messages. Dude, I'm driving. Fuck Nissan. <laughs> fuck Nissan. <laughs> Nissan. The Nissan Corporation owes me so much money for the verbal abuse that I've taken. Anybody who has one understands that when you put the Bluetooth on, some dick determined that he was going to set up your car to send an automatic reply that says, I'm driving. And no matter what you do, you can't take it off. So Dave, so you're driving down the 5 or 805, and somebody texts me, hey, what's up? Doot-a-doot, I'm driving. Well, fuck you. Stop texting me then. I, I'm not. I hate you. I hate your car. Fuck you. You have no idea how many people as I'm just driving, getting pissed off because nobody remembers the great words of my friend Joe Koch, greatest driver's ed teacher at San Diego High School. If you're not going faster than the car to your right, you're in the wrong lane. <laughs> Remember that. It's life advice. I'm just driving. Somebody will text me, and it'll pop up. I'm driving. Well, fuck you. I didn't want to talk to you. And I'm like, I didn't do it. I'll never buy another Nissan. <laughs> never. And I'm going to, when I take the car out for a test drive, no matter what car I buy next, yeah. I'm going to be like, all right, fire up that Bluetooth. <laughs> all right, now you're going to send me a text while I'm driving, and let's just see what happens. And that will determine if it comes up, hey, how are you? I'm sorry, I can't chat right now. Fuck you. Bring me back to my car, asshole. I'm not buying this piece of shit. <laughs> Like, what a douche. Who determined to do that? I have no idea. Here's what I have on mine, and I know I'm not the only one. My car will say, you have a text message from Jeff Dotseth. Do you want to hear it? And I'll say, yeah. I'll go, yes. I don't have to touch anything. And it will read it to me. That's cool. I do don't you have want, that. Do you want to respond? And I, and then I'll either say no or I'll say yes, and then I'll say exactly what I want, and boom, it goes to you. But I never touch the fucking phone. God, that is right. That's great. what you need. Yeah. What car is that? Fuck. <laughs> well, that's in... Uh, it's a Ram pickup truck that I bought. But, oh, but, I, like I, I mean, drive too much. It's, <laughs> you know what? The mileage isn't bad on that damn thing. I'm yeah. telling you. Fucking Judd, dude. Pushing it for years. I got one. I got God. one. Yeah. It, anyway, but it, talk about hands-free it is. It's completely yeah. hands-free. Yeah. It. Uh, and thank God it doesn't just read the message because you might have someone in the car you're talking shit about. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You received a message from Jeff Dotseth. I got Woods in the car. And next thing you know, you're ripping the shit out of Woods this like you asshole. did 90% of the time. <laughs> and he hears it. I was so glad 
to hear him well, back today. It's did, never been my car. <laughs> did you? Uh, I know. Like, did you two guys are driving around? Yes. Going for lunch. It was great hearing him back today. He's back. I laughed when I found out he was back. I was glad he's back, of course, but I yeah. thought he had another week of this. I swear he that's had that. That's what JoJo wrote to him. Yeah, I thought he had, he didn't take just two weeks off. I thought he had three weeks he was going to be missing. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, it was cool because driving up, uh, just hearing him and Ben and talking Padres and the whole thing, like you just need a little sense of normalcy, right? Yeah. And, I, and look, Steve... Steve took the time off to be with Hannah and be with uh, Bo and be with Taylor. So, thankfully, it wasn't for any kind of medical condition, but just threw off everything, right? Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of us are working from home, and it's different. But on your daily commute when you're driving and CBS National or whatever else was on, like you just go, what the fuck is this? And then uh, I check in with Mike and Judd, which is always fun. But... Yeah, it was cool to hear him back. So welcome back to him. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad he's back. And again, uh, congratulations on, on the baby. I gotta ask yeah. you: Did you watch the fight this week? The fight this weekend, I should say, with Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. I I didn't. I was gonna buy it for fifty bucks. I was too. I'll tell you why I didn't. Go ahead. Why didn't you buy it? I looked at it. I had a feeling, Dave, that it was gonna kind of end the way it did. And now the funny thing is. I can't remember if it was Logan Paul or Jake Paul, the YouTube guy. It's Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Logan's his brother. I, I've watched and I, I don't see everything they do on YouTube, but I'm always fascinated when guys are wanting to get into combat sports. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, all right. And I've been watching these guys and you go, well, they kind of can move around the ring a little bit. They kind of can throw. And I didn't know anything about Nate Robinson outside of him being the NBA guy. But I'd watched enough of the Paul brothers where I go, Nate's probably going to get clipped, not at the level that he that he went down. Um, and so that probably would have enticed me, but not for 50 bucks. So my sons and I had been out running around all day. We were actually up in Temecula, and uh, I had a friend send me the clip of, of Nate getting knocked out. And goddamn Nate got knocked out in the fight and then spent the next 36 hours getting knocked out oh on social God. media, right? Oh, my God. Like, he should just move to Belize. Oh my but, <laughs> like, I, I was saying to our buddy Aaron Creasy, we were texting back and forth yesterday, and I, I've seen a bunch of highlights from the fight. And I said, unlike other shit, unlike other Tyson fights, I couldn't find anybody on social media that night that was disappointed. I found a lot of people that were like, wow, that was really fun. Nobody cared that it went to a draw, even though it sounded like Mike won the fight. And it didn't sound like 51-year-old uh, Roy Jones embarrassed himself at all. And and it just sounded like it was kind of fun. But from what I saw, it looked like they were throwing blows and, and going at it. But uh, then at the end, everything was cool. So I didn't buy it because, and I, I was all looking forward to it. I was, I'm buying this thing. And then when they said... They weren't going to determine a winner before the fight, and they weren't going to be any knockouts, and that there was talk of headgear, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't so they had this. waved all that. Yeah, they, they were waved going. everything. I mean, yeah. I thought Tyson looked physically fit better than Roy Jones Jr. It was, yeah. uh, that was surprising, but good for both of those guys. Yeah, right. Ring. I thought, um, from what I saw, Snoop Dogg was fucking hilarious. God damn. He was amazing. Yeah. But anybody who heard him do LA Kings games... 
he loves the Kings. He's so goddamn funny. And they'll bring him up, Jim Fox and Alex Faust will bring him up about once or twice a year. And he'll do a period with them. And Faust and Fox can't talk because <laughs> Snoop Dogg is so goddamn great. And yeah, he was cracking me up. He said, what did, What was his line? He said it looked like his uncle's fighting two, at yeah, the barbecue. Yeah, two uncles fighting, fighting at, at the, the barbecue. Cookout? Yeah. God damn, is that good. That was funny. The, the good night Irene's, which are always funny. He was he was outstanding, man. I tell you what, I did not expect. First of all, I didn't know who Jake Paul was. Yeah, and uh, you know, Josh, of course, knew right away. He goes, man, people want to see Jake Paul get knocked out. Oh, like, I a know. lot of people hate his ass, and he's a young guy. I mean, he yeah. was only twenty three years old, and so you're going, holy shit! And I'm going, Nate Robinson's in his mid thirties. He's yeah. kind of built. He tried out for the Seahawks a few years ago as a cornerback. He played cornerback yeah. at Washington. So you go, well, here's an athlete. Spent time in the weight room. Oh, my God. I mean, you've watched enough boxing in your oh, life yeah. to know he just kept walking into him. It was unbelievable. And it was unfucking believable And when he was knocked out, it was like Apollo Creed Rocky Four knocked out. That, I, I saw a guy doing a USA boxing card right down the street. We were down at Bound Boxing on 3rd. And it was funny because the guy got hit, and, and I didn't see enough of the Robinson fight. But in this fight down at Bound, the, the kid got hit kind of on the cheekbone by the orbital and I saw his eyes go back but it was a loud crowd in in Chula Vista we used to do shows at House of Boxing on Rio at Bound and then there's another gym down here that I can't think of but it doesn't matter and there and it gets loud yeah and I'm trying to get my buddy's attention who's the ref because I'm trying to say that fucking kid's done dude done and next punch boom and even with headgear, yeah, this case timber right in front of me, and like they go out like that, and you go, holy shit! Right now, with USA Boxing, we always had doctors, and we got him taken care of, and he's fine. But like the thing is, with Nate getting dropped like that, he he got emasculated. Let's call it what yeah. it is. He got emasculated. And the the memes on Twitter when you're like when he said I'm doing this for my NBA brothers, goddamn the rest of the NBA looking at Nate Robinson nobody cared, and Steph Curry writing hey it was great tonight nobody got hurt and you're like what and you go and just everybody oh my gosh and now they got him I saw Nate was sleeping out in front of GameStop trying to get a PS5. I saw him, right? Like, Did you see the logo when I sent you? Yes. <laughs> no NBA logo. Yeah, no boxing allowed for the NBA. It's a oh, goddamn. Like, oh, you see the Lion King one? Yes. The, the lions on top of <laughs> <laughs> So I, I just think Nate probably looks back and goes, man, you know what? I probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Man, that was... Something else. One of the, the lines Max Kellerman used and it was Stephen A. Smith, or it might have been vice versa, whoever said it. And you know it as, as a boxing fan. I, yeah. as, as a guy, you're more than a boxing fan. I'm a boxing fan. You're a guy that has more expertise at it than I do. And, and same with Max Kellerman. Yeah. He said, you don't play boxing. No. Yeah. Boxing's not one of those, like, I play basketball. No. Yeah. No, you're, you're either yeah. a fighter and you work on your craft. You don't just step into a ring. And that yeah. was a guy that just kept walking in a punch a after punch. Big kid. Yeah. He's a big kid and he knew how to throw a punch. Yeah. Like that was the thing. If you watched him, 
like, is he Roy Jones's prime? No. No. But he knows how to shift his weight balance and, and put it behind. That's the thing, Dave. Like, when you watch these, like, I always laugh about, you know, what James Royal or Joe Cabral or, or some of you guys send me. You send me these 30-second fights, and goddamn, there was one. Did, did you see the one I sent you yesterday that yeah. somebody sent? And it was this guy that comes into a, uh, and he's got a Freedom Muscle shirt on, and he, he's a white guy. And he comes in, and he's just being a fucking redneck to this poor black guy who's just saying, get out of my driveway, get out of my driveway. And the redneck just will not let it go and keeps talking, keeps talking, and they go out into the street and start throwing blows, right? Kind of yeah. windmill punching like little kids. But all of a sudden, the black guy lands a punch, and the redneck goes down, and you hear, bang. Damn it, I just broke my ankle. I just broke my ankle. God damn it. And now you got the video rolling, and the guy's just sitting there on the ground, and you're like, oh, I heard it. But a lot of those that you watch when a bully gets beat up or anything, you look at it and I go, well, I don't know where, but somewhere along the line, the first guy learned how to throw a punch. Yeah. Because he hits you and you're out, gone. Yeah. And that was the thing with Jake Paul the other night. Like, he knew where to throw it. And, and I know my kids tell me, I don't know anything about their YouTube and what they're doing, but my sons were telling me, oh, yeah, those guys got X amount of followers and they make this money. And he said they got this big house and they got a boxing ring out front. Yeah, Jake Paul's worth $11.5 million, has more than 6 billion followers. What does he it's do? Crazy. Like, I, I don't get what he does. Uh, he, he's done, he made his uh, reputation through Vine when he was like in eighth grade. Really? And then Disney hired him away and then he got fired from Disney. And yeah, from what I understand, he's not well liked at all. Like, he's the guy yeah, you like that. to hate. Who, which one of those guys went out and showed like the dead body? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. So, so one so, of so them, Logan's his older brother who did the same thing. So one of them, they had gone out and somebody had hung themselves, I believe was wow. the story. And they showed that. And I remember that was a big deal. But I, I was just saying to my sons, well, I don't know what they did with the money, but if they've got a boxing ring, they brought somebody in yeah. that said, hey, put your foot here and and shift your balance and put this behind your punch because yeah that wasn't a fluke like and Nate didn't make it Nate made it much easier for yeah. Jake Paul by just coming in with his hands down height advantage in there too but shit man Nate like you just yeah I mean you get starched like that yeah <laughs> that was something else Oof. <laughs> and my the guy so Al Bernstein was supposed to call that fight and Al got COVID-19. Wow. Is what I saw. And they brought my friend Moro Ranallo in. Now, Moro is unbelievable. He's just the coolest guy, and I love him. Uh, if anybody has Showtime, watch the documentary about Moro uh, because he's been very open about his bipolar disorder, his battle with depression, and he takes you behind the scenes. But for me... Not just because he's a friend. Yeah. He's my favorite combat sports announcer. He is the announcer for Showtime Boxing. Um, he does Bellator on wherever they are now, Paramount Network. He was doing WWE for a while. And Al Bernstein got sick, and Morrow came in on short notice 
And that's him you hear screaming, Mama Mia! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it sounded like anybody who spent the 50 bucks, Dave, they didn't. And I haven't seen anybody that said they went away mad. No, no. so here, here you go real quick, just to set the record straight on this. Jake Paul has 20.3 million subscribers, but he has 6.8 billion views. Wow. So yeah, that's uh, that that's pretty amazing. I mean, pretty you know, talk about marking yourself from the time you were when about in eighth grade. Him and his brother have done a pretty good job. Again, worth eleven and a half million dollars. Well, not too bad. You know what happened the other night? What was really great for him is I know a couple of months ago he fought another YouTube guy, right? And you kind of I follow enough combat sports websites on social media that you kind of heard about it, and then he fought some other YouTube guy. But that's kind of a niche audience. Yeah. What was really good for him the other night was being in the co-main event on the Tyson card because there was a natural curiosity to the Tyson fight. And while everybody enjoyed it, the talk coming away was what Jake Paul did to Nate Robinson. And he already has subscribers and yeah. views, as you point out. But now you're seeing guys like Kyle Farnsworth are calling him out, right? Former Cubs pitcher. Yeah. Dave, who it is right now is he's a little bit like Butterbean, a much better in shape Butterbean, where Bean became an attraction. And you watch, dude. I mean, UFC has Greg Hardy, and Greg Hardy continues to fight and win, and that's a whole different ballgame because of the domestic violence and the history with Greg Hardy. But people want to see Greg Hardy get knocked out, and he keeps knocking people out. But if you remember Butterbean or if you remember Christy Martin at the start yeah. when she was these female fights and Christy was coming out and beating everybody up, um, that's kind of where Jake Paul's at right now. You don't have a whole lot of fights on pay-per-view, but that kid, if he wants to keep going, I mean, I know he challenged Conor McGregor. Well, that's not going to happen. And then he challenged uh, Dylan Danis, another MMA guy. I, I don't know. That could happen. But I think right now he's got enough people that go, dude, I want to see you fight again. Now, whether he's fighting another athlete turned fighter, I have no idea. But he all of a sudden ended up being the big winner, I think, from Saturday night. He did. How about, uh, I'll throw a name out there. How about John Rocker? Would you pay to see that? Well, a lot of people hate John Rocker still. But John Rocker's got to be in his mid-50s, right? I'd say John Rocker's probably about 50 years old. i got to look that up right now. Yeah. It's the challenge that the state athletic commissions have because, especially for California, California's state athletic commission has been through a lot over the last 30 or 40 years, not all of it very good. 46 for John Rocker. All right. And Andy Foster, who's the head of the state athletic commission, understands that money can be made by having these type of things. But when you're putting 54-year-old Mike Tyson in a ring with 51-year-old Roy Jones... Man, you are really, you were kind of towing it on a slippery slope. Now, they California escaped because Andy wanted the headgear and the oversized 12-ounce gloves, Dave, all this stuff you talked about. Tyson Jones were like, bullshit, we're not doing that. Um, so now when you look at Jake Paul, you have to be really, really careful with who you're going to match him with because I guarantee you Andy and the rest of the, the commission are looking and going, well, Jake can fight a little bit, and if John Rocker's 46 and has never fought and can get really hurt, you, you don't want it to turn into a carnival sideshow. So uh, I think it's it's going to be interesting to kind of 
find matchups for him that work. And I don't even know what he weighed in at. I mean, he looked like yeah, a big kid, either. but I don't know if he's one trying to compare him next to what Robinson weighed. I couldn't tell you if Jake Paul was 185 or 205. But, um, but yeah, that kid's a big winner. And if he wants to keep doing it or, or whatever, I mean, he got a lot of Google searches even more than normal over the weekend. So, yeah, yeah good on it. Including me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, look, Thrive Fantasy. If you didn't play Thrive Fantasy tonight yeah. between the Eagles and the Seahawks, man, you might have missed out because I tell you, the game kind of went in a different direction than I think a lot of people said. But if you look at when you play Thrive Fantasy, again, it's at thrivefantasy.com. Also, you can put that up on your phone. Makes it extremely easy. They'll give you a point value. So, like, yeah. will Russell Wilson throw for over 300 yards? And sometimes we'll say 100 points for yes and 110 points for no. Yeah. And you decide exactly which way you want to go. Again, you kind of decide. You can look at the defense of the Eagles and figure out what's going to happen, how they do against the pass, what Russell Wilson has done in primetime games, all the things that might help make a decision a little bit easier for you. Thrive Fantasy has been a blast for us. And this week you have game now uh, coming up on Wednesday with the Ravens mm -hmm. and the Steelers. It's been pushed back. You have a game again on Thursday, and then you're all set for Sunday. It just goes on and on. It is a lot of fun. A little bit of your time, that's it. doesn't take much. I think you and I, we make our picks in, in five minutes, and then we have action. And all of a sudden the games are a lot more interesting, just like anyone knows who's ever been involved in, in gaming. But here you go with ThriveFantasy.com. We've had a blast over the last month. Jeff has had a great time. Our listeners that have stepped in have had a great time. We encourage you to try it. Try it out on Wednesday night when you have the Steelers and you have the Ravens going at it. Guarantee you're going to be hooked. Well, here's actually what we did on Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving's going on. My ex and my son are, are cooking. And I'm sitting with my son, Jack. And he goes, hey, what are you doing? I go, well, I've been talking to the guys on Thrive. Because I was on the app, and they were promoting, uh, hey, you know, we got the afternoon game coming up between the Cowboys and Washington, so get your action in. So I was on the app, but I was going, Dave, to the normal, where you pick 10, and and I couldn't get in. So I sent Thrive an, an email, and goddamn, their customer service is outstanding. On Thanksgiving, I sent them a note. I go, hey, guys, I'm trying to play. What, uh, where am I going? They go, Jeff, go to the website. Don't use the app. Go to thrivefantasy.com. Go into the props lobby. Holy cow. So now we go in there and it's me and Jack and we start looking. So the first thing that we look at is the Red uh, Washington football team. I still tend to call them the Redskins like we all do. Yes. Luckily, they changed that. So we look at the Washington football team. Can the kicker get over seven points, seven and a half points? So I go, Jack, he's going to have to kick two field goals, two extra points. It's a lot because Alex Smith is quarterback. He goes, I think we're in. I go, okay, bang. So now you can be done or you can add another one. We go, well, we're going to add another one. So our next one was Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper over 55 yards receiving. I go, Jack, come on. One big play, Amari Cooper, two big catches. He goes, we're in. I go, perfect. Our next play was uh, the tight end for Washington. Jordan uh, Jordan Reed? Yes. Jordan Reed over 30 yards. And I go, okay, now we're a three team. I go, look, we can go up to four. And we go, uh, Ezekiel Elliott over 93 yards. I go, well, goddamn, he ran wild against the Vikings. 
So we do a four team. I think we kicked in like 10 bucks. We're going to win like 100. So Jack and Cade's mom and Cade go, what are you doing? I said, hey, we've got these four guys. We need this tight end. We need the kicker. We need Ezekiel Elliott. And we need uh, Amari Cooper. And I said, if we win, we're taking that money. We're going for a nice dinner. We laughed the entire game. We were all invested. It was $10. The, uh, Jordan Reed gets the touchdown. We're going crazy. I go, that's not it. We need 20 more yards. We didn't win anything. We did great. We get the field goals. We get Cooper gets the big touchdown catch for 55. Goddamn Ezekiel Elliott wrecked Thanksgiving. Son of a bitch. But I will just say, as much as I love playing on the app, go to thrivefantasy.com and hit that props lobby and find out for yourself. Pick two, three, or four of them. Changes everything, and you'll have an absolute blast. Absolutely. All right, look, this time of year, again, you have a month to go. What do your finances look like in December? Do you want to be set basically going into 2021 and financially you aren't worried? Daniel Williams is your guy to help set you up. He wants to make you debt-free. Also, if you're still renting, he'll explain to you why you have to get out of the rental market. It is time to buy. Can he help get you into that first home? 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Yeah, um, just talking to Dan, it has been so incredibly beneficial for me personally. And it's really, really exciting, Dave, because I look in the next couple of months, man, I pay off my car. Awesome. And just those little things like we don't have to have a car payment anymore. And following the rules that I learned in Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, my car insurance is paid for the year. My registration is paid for the year. Um, going to pay off my car. A couple of small credit card bills that are on 36 months, same as cash, are going to be paid two years early. And yet I still have money for the holidays and still have money for day-to-day expenses like gas and feeding two growing 13-year-old kids. But the, the deal is, like I was out with friends tonight and they're talking about a friend of ours who rents a room. Yeah. And... Like, she rents it out. So if you're going into the rental market, and I go, oh, wow, you know, what does she charge for rent? In this room, you're paying a 1000 bucks a month. Wow. And you go, that's you know, twelve grand a year. I got it. But for a little bit more and following Dan's plan, you could be doing that on a mortgage. 858-688-6813. I think his... Uh, what you're seeing from him on social media has been incredibly beneficial at Iron Man Dan W on Twitter. But man, get your finances in order so that 2021 can be the year you finally get the keys to your new house. Absolutely. A friend of mine just got the keys to a brand new house today. Couldn't be more excited. Sent me a snapshot of the keys to saying this, yeah, this is awesome. a game changer. Yeah. The guy that wants to help you basically experiencing the same great news, it's Brian Curry. You know San Diego County better than anyone else. We tell you all the time, look, if you're looking for that perfect home, you have an idea what neighborhood you want to be in, look, he's the pro. Call Brian yeah. Curry. Brian will walk you through the process, make it very easy, take the stress out of it. Whether you're selling a house, you're buying a house, Brian Curry is your guy. He's the best guy that we've ever dealt with when it comes to the real estate market. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. You know, the nice thing about having somebody on your side is knowing the short sale market. Yeah. And you go, well, what's that? 
Look, the short sale market is somebody else's misfortune becomes your fortune. And it's somebody that kind of overstepped their abilities when they tried to buy a place and they couldn't afford it. And now they have to sell it at kind of a discounted rate because the bank doesn't want to own it and put it on the ledger. And when you have an agent like Brian, who knows that your particular neighborhood is A, B, or C, which could be Alpine, Bonzel, or Cardiff, and there's a short sale coming up, and all of a sudden, man, I, I was saying at this dinner tonight, Dave, it wasn't that long ago. Well, it was actually 1997. Friend of ours had a had a real estate agent that knew how to play the short market. And they got an incredibly good deal, and they've been thankful ever since. And I was saying to my friends, I go, God dang. I go, that's why you need our guy, Brian Curry, on your side. Because the market is changing every day. But every now and then, kind of like that Black Friday sale that sneaks through, there's one that is going to get on the market, and it's the right place for you. And you're not going to find it unless you have Brian Curry looking out. Uh, give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Look, that perfect pool for you is just around the corner as well. Alan Taylor is standing by. Here's the deal. What a great Christmas gift it would be for the yes. entire family to build a pool, to tell everyone, look, this is what we're doing. We're getting a pool for 2021. It's going to be a, a basically a life-changing moment for this family, and Alan Taylor is going to help you out. He's going to walk you through the process. He's going to show you all the 3D designs. He'll talk to you about barbecues and fire pits and everything you want to put around your pool. Make your backyard a staycation. Call Alan Taylor, Taylor and May Pools, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Yeah, it's been such an incredibly tough time. Uh, amazing to think that in just a couple short weeks, we'll be at nine months, nine months since everything got shut down. You know, it would have been nice as if in early March when it happened, if you called the team at TaylorMade Pools and said, hey, come out and build our pool in this backyard. We've been waiting, but we're not going to wait any longer because all of a sudden now you would have that opportunity. You go, look, I'm sorry for the rest of the world. But I've enjoyed working at home because after the Zoom call, when I tell everybody, hey, I'm going to catch up on the emails, I just shut everything down. I go relax in the pool, hang out a little bit, and uh, let the stress of the day go away. This is great news, Dave. I couldn't be more excited to announce this. You and I have an incredibly close friend. His name is Herman Gassaway. Yeah. And Herman Gassaway is about as good a guy as you can ever know in your life. And we probably shouldn't say this, but I'm doing this tonight as just a tribute to my friend Herm, who made our life so incredibly easy. Man, everybody has just one love in their life. And Herm's love was talk show host extraordinaire, Wendy Williams. Now, I talked to Amy, and I talked to Alan, and I said, look, I'd like to do this for Herm, and I would like to do the Wendy Williams special. They said, okay. But how many are we doing? My goodness, it's the holidays, and we'd like to show Gavin a nice time. I said, we can. We're going to do it for as many world championships as the Knicks have won in Herm's life. They're like, that's zero. I go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I said, well, how about if we do it with the percentage chance that the Knicks will ever be good in Herm's lifetime? And they're like, what's that, two? I go, okay, two it is. For the first two people that call with cash, 
Call TaylorMade Pools. Say, I want the Herm Gasaway special. You're going to have an incredible silhouette. I tell you what, it would take that frown on Dave's mom's face, turn it upside down when she comes in and says, my God, do you have a pool in the silhouette of Wendy Williams? <laughs> You're fucking right I do, but get off my group chat. Call them. First two people, cash only. Remember the code word is Herm Gasaway. The Wendy Williams silhouette. My God. You'll never have another bad day once 2020 uh, 2020 ends in 2021. We cut the ribbon on 2021 and on your beautiful new pool. <laughs> Kyle Fluger, look, you have a brand new website that you're thinking about putting together, or do you have a website that is struggling? Kyle Fluger can walk you through that as well. It's very easy for a guy like Kyle because this is what he does. Go to the experts. Don't try and figure it out yourself. It's not going to be good. Kyle's the pro. He'll save you a ton of time, and guess what? You'll get the hits that you need to be successful. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. The one thing I'm noticing a lot from a customer service standpoint is the ability to chat with a representative. Now, I don't know for you guys if your particular website needs that, but as we are in a COVID time and it feels like every time the phone rings, it's somebody calling to tell you your social security number has been frozen or somebody else is stealing your money. It just feels like you want to get things done. It wants to be as little time consumption as possible. So if your website is not delivering the ultimate in customer service, then flat out you're doing it wrong. Call Kyle, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you and help him get you caught up uh, to do what your competition's doing because believe me, they're doing it right. All right, here we go. Well, let me ask this real quick. Did you hear, this is a repeat from earlier in the year, Stern last week with with Robert Downey Jr. Have you heard this interview? I think I heard it when it aired live. Okay. It was the, good. The part that made me laugh, which sounded something that you would say, that, that which cracked me up on it. Yeah. Stern asked him, he goes, hey, you were in, um, you were in a movie with Rodney Dangerfield, Back to School. Yeah. You're damn right I was. And the fact people don't bring it up really burns me up. <laughs> I was like, who uses the phrase that burns me up anymore? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> nobody. But it's so great. That was really good. And then tonight, I just told Dave, they're, like Benji on that show wears me out. Yeah. It was so goddamn funny tonight. The whole Benji segment, I would just say for anybody, you know, go. I think Sirius is free until, or maybe for another day. But, uh, yeah, go listen to that, oh, and funny. it was unbelievable. Good stuff. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going November 30th. We're going Ben Stiller. Uh, you know what? I actually saw this. Did he really? I saw – I think he's 55. Exactly right. Um, not a uh, – it's the problem I had. Uh, I'll tell you how I know – I got to be better at this, Dave. God damn, this game may be a trouble for me moving forward. I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, 55, how much is he worth? I'm going to say he's worth... Ben Stiller is going to be the first guy where his net worth matches his age. I'm going to say $55 million. Not even close. $200 million. Stop! From what? $200 million. Man, you know, it's funny. He says he likes to write and direct and produce more than he likes being an actor. But he has a lot of fucking movies where just some one-liners that are so fucking funny to me. Um, yeah, $200 million. He said wow. the acting part he doesn't like to do. The what? The acting. He's not He's not a fan of acting. He'd rather be a director and a writer. And then you find out more and more the people that are writing, and which, hell, I don't know, makes sense, yeah. are making big dough. As I watch Damn. 
the history of the Go-Go's last week. Oh, and, and it said, man, the people that write the songs make the big bucks. That's pathetic. I, it was pathetic. And I was like, why the fuck am I watching this? And I couldn't turn Dude. it off. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> All right. Christy Teigen. Um, that was interesting. I'm going to say 39. She's 35. God. I think she's got some dough with John Legend. Yes, if you want to combine the two, I'll let you do it. I'm going to say she's worth $60 million, and I'm going to say combined they're worth 150 That's funny. You're way off tonight. She's worth $11.5 million. Oh, that's he's, it. No way, he's dude. Worth she's worth $75 million. She's got to be worth more than that. I'm just telling you. That's what I found. I don't know what to say. I'm guaranteeing you. We're probably off every day, but I'm yeah. just telling you what I'm finding. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's a girl whose last name I can never pronounce, but you would know who she is because she was on Big Bang Theory. Kaylee Cuoco. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. How old is she? I'm going to say she's... Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say 37. 35. Okay. I almost said 41, so I would have oh, felt Jesus. really bad. Um. God, they made money on that show. Is she worth... Uh, they all got paid She's on the that. Priceline girl, too. I didn't know that. Remember she replaced William Shatner? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I don't know what that pays. I'm going to say $50 million. Really close on that one. $55 million. Okay. Bo Jackson. God damn. Is Bo 60? 58. 58. Um, I mean, so far ahead of his time. So I don't know at that time what he was making. Unbelievable seeing that throw today when he threw uh, Harold Reynolds out at the plate. God. Out of all the crazy things that he's done athletically, the story to me that is most amazing is that he would stand in a pool three feet high and he could jump out of the pool onto <laughs> his feet onto the cement. Crazy. That's he's crazy. $40 million. $25 million. Damn. But he lives in Alabama, so it's like $150 million. Yeah, right? All right, last one. Here we go. It's a Dick Clark. I'm not going to do it. I almost did it. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not doing that. Come on. You aren't that good. You aren't that good of a person. I'll do, do it, it about it. Jan and Dean, but I'm not doing okay. about Dick Clark. Because my, I just want it noted, my Jan and Dean impression is actually a Richard Hatch impression. Yes. Poor acting in the Jan and Dean movie. It is not an actual impression because I don't know if he's playing Jan or Dean. And I don't know which one was impacted, so I've never heard him speak. I just want that clarified for anybody out there. My impression is Richard Hatch. This impression, which I'll do off the air, oh, is great. clearly Dick Clark <laughs> at the end. And I am not gonna I'm not gonna take the bait. God damn, would Dick Clark be 100? 91. Oh, shit. Died at 83. Really? Yep. Um, Man, Dick Clark, when we were kids, he was pretty cool. He was cool. He was pretty cool. And I'll tell you this, a friend of mine worked for him, and they said he was an unbelievable boss. Treated oh, his staff that. really I, well. I completely thought it would go the other way. No, gave gold watches to people really? and treated everybody really nice. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um. I'm going to say, dude, he owned all those shows. Yeah. He did a lot. I'm going to say $70 million. $200 million. Wow. Yep. 
$200 million. I almost did it again. I'm not doing it. All right, good. All right, here we go. Random questions for you. Okay. What friendship are you most proud of? You don't need to say me because I'm here. <laughs> what friendship am I? Uh, I'd say the friendship that I have right now with my kid's mom would good. be the one. Great. Yeah, one. 100%. Um, to be able to have that, have it be a genuine friendship and knowing, I mean, it's, John wouldn't know he said the best gift that you can give to your kids is to love their mom. And so uh, we just know people that have no problem talking negatively about their spouse. Yeah, I would say that one for sure. All right. Who is the greatest athlete in San Diego history? Oh, I like that. Greatest athlete in San Diego history. You know, I'd lean towards Marcus Allen. I think it's Junior. I mean, are we talking about guys from San Diego? Yeah, whatever you want. Athlete. Oh, man. It's not bad, right? He wasn't, wasn't Mr. San Diego in basketball and football? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to say just because he's San Diego all the way through, yeah, I'm going to say junior. All right. Who are you taking? Thought, and who's I, your I, first? Who's your friendship? Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Um, I'd say Josh. Yeah. I'd say Josh and I have. Uh, Rita's like, thanks. Well, I think Rita would tell you the same thing. I yeah. mean, I know you're supposed to say your your spouse, but no, um, yeah, the relationship Josh and I have is out, but to me the best father son relationship great. I've seen. So yeah, we, we get along great. I mean, we always it's amazing we see each other every day, but we got a million things to tell each always. other. Always, you know, I love that. And then what about uh, your San Diego athlete? I, I, I thought you were going to go Tony Gwynn because of what he did at San Diego State and what he did with oh. the Padres is what I thought you were going to say, but. I started thinking, this is the question right here that Nick Hannibal needs to answer, right? I mean, because yeah. Nick loves this stuff, and I think Nick would probably tell you Marcus Allen. He'd tell you Tommy Nettles. <laughs> fucking asshole. You gotta finish with fucking asshole. <laughs> Michael Cage. That son of a bitch. Yeah, David Abramowitz. <laughs> Todd Santos. Who else is he? Dan oh. McGuire. Oh, my God. He Dave. could really throw, Dave. He could really throw. Art Aragon. <laughs> John the Greek Tolos. <laughs> Whatever he told you, you take a drag off that heater, and then you just walk away I in disgust. I tell you, this fucking asshole, Canepa, would get Tommy Nettles in the mix. He could, hey, Jeff, he could really play. I keep telling you, run like the wind. <laughs> I'm going to ask that idiot tomorrow. He'll go where we went. He'll go with either. He, he'll he probably go. I mean, if I'm going if I'm going San Diego all the way through, he may lean towards Marcus, right? Yeah, he loves Marcus Allen. Yeah. He swears by Marcus. Again, that was before you and I were here. Yeah. All right, here we go. These last three are, are ones that I think are more fun with. What is the most overrated place to eat, eat at in San Diego? Oh, I like that. Um, most overrated place to eat. Oh, that's funny. I mean, he's a really nice guy. Phil's is a little overrated. Dude, I'm with you on that. That's but I feel I bad going. saying that because Phil's really cool. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm with you. I, not once do I ever crave or say, we got to go to Phil's barbecue and deal with the line. Not once. I'll do Hodad's on the line. Oh, Hodad's is great. Um, but I, I mean, Phil's is good. But there, Phil's is cool. And like I said, Phil himself came in studio. Ten ninety was a great guy. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I so many of San Diego places are great. Like yeah. the Brig. I'm trying to think of different places where you go. That's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate doing that because he's a good dude. But yeah, it's probably off the top of my head. Where I, are you going, dude? I'm with you. That's where I was exactly where I was going to go. Mm. And again, nothing against Phil's. I'm, first of all, I'm not a giant barbecue guy, but obviously Sean's our guy, and I do yeah. love the food at Sean's. I, yeah. here, here's the only reason I'm going to go to Sean's more often is I know people are going to go, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Sean always takes care of it, and I feel yeah. like I don't want Sean picking up the, the meal for me all the time. I feel like I'm taking advantage of the friendship. It's I haven't been in there for a long time. I'll tell you this. I took my... If I didn't know Sean, I swear we'd be there every two weeks. It's great. Um, I mean jalapeno cornbread right the whole thing I love everything it's insane by the way he brought over i'm glad he, he we brought that up i should i should mention he brought over the biggest fucking tray of the peach cobbler to our house for oh Thanksgiving. so nice and so for my family who had never had it before from florida we're like oh my god right i mean they're breaking down the crust everything right. so dude that's what we say it's outstanding he uh i remember we'd go there for fight night so it was me cs and trotter and we go and we get dinner. And the deal has always been just like we always knew the thing was Sean would cover it and nobody went crazy. We just get a sandwich or a burger or something. CS would go kind of crazy. Well, CS would <laughs> try to drain the goddamn gray goose. Uh, but CS, me, Trotter would always make sure that the, the wait staff was well tipped out. So if you were taking, like people would like taking our table, you yeah, were going to get covered. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying yeah. for fight night. And when we would go, Sean would always be like, hey, get the peach cobbler. And I'm not a huge peach fan. Right. I'm like, nah, I'm fine. And then it took like, I swear to God, I guarantee he's hearing this laughing right now. And I'll hear from him. I bet it was eight times. I'm not lying. Did you really? You turned it down eight times? I, Sean will oh tell God. at least yeah. five. Yeah. It is so fucking good. It's worth just going and getting just that. So we sat. I remember, uh, I think you guys were there. Um, I don't even remember what the fuck we were doing there. But we were all there, and we sat at that back table. And Jack Cade, their mom was there. You and Rita were there. Jake, I think. It's the Steph Curry night. Remember when they were texting my kid? Yeah. I don't know why we were all there or what was going on, but we were all there for some reason. And uh, and we got it that night. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And he's like, hey, idiot, if the owner of the restaurant tells you try something, you probably want to try it. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Yes, it's insane. It's goddamn insane. But it just, I love it now because I was so goddamn dumb. If I just tried it the first night, it's a boring story. Dude, he told, <laughs> he told me the other day. Fucking Trotter keeps trying to tell him you got to make it an apple pie. He said, he said it to him forever. And he just goes, we're, we're, we're with each other the day. He just looks at me. Hey, fuck you, Jim. He goes, we're doing pretty good with the peach. We'll just stay here. Okay? Fuck off. He did dude, not. He did. He was I completely being a smart ass, dude. No. But it was, it was so funny. Because <laughs> I know Jim's always pushing for the apple. Dude. And I said, I go, dude, I love apple pie also. Yeah. But I go, I'm telling you, you have a home run with this peach cobbler. Yeah. Pretty goddamn good. Hey, Took me. Dude, I was just saying, like, when we saw Sean at your birthday, I haven't seen him. Like, 
I didn't realize that he said I hadn't seen him in like a year. We yeah. got to get that group together. We need a fight to come up. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right, here we go. Two more. Okay. In high school, where was the best place to eat when you were fucked up? Oh, no doubt. Roberto's. 100%. Uh, Roberto's or Juanita's in Lucadia. Well, Juanita's taco shop at the corner in Lucadia. Man, you couldn't stand, but you could figure out to get in there. And then get into your pocket and put five bucks on the table for three roll tacos with guac and whatever you got, a Coke, right? Oh, insane. But Roberto's, Cali Burrito at Roberto's? Forget it. That is so funny. I laugh at Where the would court. you go? I would probably. Tommy's? We didn't have Roberto's. Well, Tommy's is great, but somewhere that was close, there's always a jack in a box. You know what yeah. I mean? You're getting the goddamn greasy tacos. But the, I just laughed that we said high school. Was where would you go when you were fucked up? Like oh, you're, yeah. You weren't supposed to be fucked up in oh, high shit. school. Shit, no, we were. All right, here we go. Last question tonight. What was your biggest turnoff in a girl? Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, probably a really... God, I don't know, Dave. That's really funny. Um, Boy, if you had a laugh like Maria Menounos, yeah, uh, that could be a little tough, right? Is that, is that and a she's thing? great looking, and yeah, she no. seems so cool, the whole thing. Yeah. But goddamn, if you had to listen to that laugh all day, yeah, right, right, I'm with you on that. Now, for her, Maria Menounos, you're like, oh yeah, I'm putting up with it. She, dude, that seems like the coolest girl on the planet. That'd be your your torture right there, because you, you go ahead making people laugh all the time. Every time you did what you do best. She would sit there and drive you fucking but, nuts. Dude, she's outstanding. Like, you go, okay, uh, like, I'll put up with it. Like, and her boyfriend, like, well, they're on Stern. You go, dude, those those two are really cool. But if, uh, you know what, I'm going to take Maria Menounos off the table. What about that Fran Drescher laugh? <laughs> it's brutal. I laugh when women say they love uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, really? Could you deal with that voice? You know, hey, I heard you say that before. Yeah, he's a cartoon voice. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, they'd put up with him. Of course they would. Yeah. Have you ever seen his girlfriend? By I haven't. Way, no. Dude, what a pain in the ass. I, like, I heard. Dude, you could have picked anyone else. She's a nightmare. Oh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know what? Here, here's, a, here's a funny turnoff for me is I don't mind when people swear, obviously. Yeah. But there are a lot of women that oh. don't know how to swear. Like, they swear way too much, and with every sentence where you don't need to swear. Yeah. And then they'll do it in public, and I'm like, fuck. You start you do the look around thing all the time. Like, are people staring at us? No. Because she won't stop with the fucking swearing? This would, <laughs> yeah. That, I can live with that. I can live with that, because I have so many female friends of mine that are Italian, and I, they get wound up and start going, and it is... I laugh my ass off, so I can actually live with that. Dave, forget. I think Maria Menounos off the table. You going Jillian Barbary? Who are you going with? No, she's <laughs> perfect. I mean, that's a cancer survivor. Come on. I'm, she's great. Maria Menounos is great. I'll even say Fran Drescher is great. There was a girl that I knew and you kind of knew, and just the coolest, great-looking, super fun right sports fan as great as it could get man you took her out to the bar and after like two or three beers <laughs> like, like what the hell is that what the hell is that and oh yeah no way dude if you're if you're belching like 
<laughs> right? Like Dusty Rhodes? Uh. <laughs> God, no. What the hell is going on there? Uh, that's my final answer. Oh, my gosh. All right, good deal. So we'll be back on Wednesday night. All right, we'll see you then. Okay.